0: Welcome to The Barrier Breakdown Disrupting Mental Health Podcast, where we talk about the clinical and practical issues that face those working in the mental health industry. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this week's episode of The Barrier Breakdown Disrupting Mental Health. My name is Erin mullin Bailey. I'm the Chief Operating Officer at Cognitive Behavior Institute, and my co-host, Dr. Kevin Carradad, the CEO and owner of Cognitive Behavior Institute. This week, we have a very special guest on the show with us. Uh, Today, we are welcoming Taylor Pinkston, Uh, Taylor, who is joining us, is the creator of The Heart Advocate, which is designed to help all individuals, no matter of ethnicity, gender, or sexuality, to choose self-love as a coping skill for mental health and healing. The Heart Advocate provides individuals virtual self-love therapy, group workshops, and speaks about the importance of self-love in mental health. Taylor manages a virtual support group, called Healing Over Everything, a safe space and community for self-worth, mental health and healing. You can find The Heart Advocate on social media where she shares how you can cope with mental health and heal with self-love. So Taylor, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and what made you get interested in self-love?
1: Well, thank you for the bio. every time I'm hearing it, I'm like, Ooh, I'm doing a lot of good work and I love it. A little bit about myself. I am a mother. I am, you know, starting a journey and continuing in practicing self-love in my own life because of my motherhood journey. Um, She was kind of the trigger to it all. Um, and I found self-love through the Path of Self-Love School in 2016, and it has changed my life. I did not uh, start The Heart Advocate. It actually wasn't even called The Heart Advocate when I first started. It was Ladyhood Journey um, is how I began. And it was a blog and a space where I vented and, and released nine months of uh, my depression that I experienced while pregnant with my daughter. Um, so struggling with prenatal depression was kind of what drew me to want to know what self-love was. Everybody was buzzy. Everybody was talking about it. It was trendy, but it wasn't clear to me, um, what it was and Christine Arilo through the path of self-love school really just opened that up and changed, um, what it meant to truly love yourself, to build your worth and how to actively practice it because everybody's talking about it, but know how. Um, So that is what 2015, 2016 um, was like. And from then it's just been growing into something I didn't even imagine at the beginning. Um, Yeah, uh, I don't even know what else to say about that.
0: No, that's fantastic. Um, I think that if you could um, maybe tell our listeners a little bit about what self-love means, I think that would probably, you know, be, be a great conversation.
1: So self-love is a path of practice and a choice. So that's something that Christine says often. Um, and she has some amazing uh, literature, actually has Um, two of her books actually sitting with me. Um, She spoke all over the world about self-love and what it means, but it's active choice that we make every single day to trust, show compassion, accept, respect, honor, take care of ourselves. Um, And of course, it's an umbrella term. So there's so many things to talk about. And that's important because a lot of times it's a self-care focus only or a self-esteem focus only, but there's so many other ways that we can practice and choose to love ourselves. Um, as somebody who's always been fairly confident in who I am, I believe that I can be you know, what I want to be I didn't always trust myself and I overthink it over. I would overthink things and it took me a long time to make choices or to take risks on myself. And it wasn't until I found the path of self-love that I even understood that about myself. So the foundation of self-love is awareness and honesty Um, and being honest with ourselves and being able to be in a space of vulnerability and raw transparency with self and say, you know what? I'm sick of my crap. You know, I am sick of allowing toxicity. I'm sick of settling, whatever it is, um, because we're all human and all deal with inner bullies and inner critics and negative thoughts about ourselves. And, you know, I, I do not believe that mental health, Prioritizes self-love in a in a way that is tangible for people who are struggling with their mental health, which is why I think it's important to bring self-love into mental health. There's a lot of talk on self-esteem and self-care, but not a lot of talk on all of these other parts um, that are very much important and needed in the discussion around self-worth.
2: Yeah, I hear a lot of people kind of struggling. Uh a lot of what you're saying, so it's really resonating with me, particularly as a, as a clinician myself. I'm wondering uh, what I find is most difficult, at least clients tell me, is is that all makes sense, but they want the recipe, right? The very specifics. I'd be interested to hear, you know, what are the specific recipes that you implement in yourself that you find helpful? You also talked about these negative thinking, and I'm curious as a, as a woman and as a woman of color, what are the things that have occurred over your lifespan that you think contributed to maybe that self-talk that's not helpful? And then in particular, during a pandemic, uh, during the social situation that we have going on, the political and economic and all that, what do you think the unique uh, stressors that are there? And what do you think you could then also suggest to others in a concrete way uh, that would be helpful?
1: So I guess I'll start with my own personal journey and how noticing that I didn't love myself and that my own self-worth wasn't um, something that... I was living and walking every day. Um, so many things, obviously being a person of color, um, there were barriers before I even knew that there were barriers. Um, there's so many things that are embedded in the system that we live in that do not give us the opportunity to love ourselves. Um, you know, When you don't see yourself in the media, when you don't see you know, CEOs that look like you, it's kind of hard to see yourself in that same light. So the lack of self-worth and self-love in the BIPOC community is something that I am dedicated to because um, we weren't afforded the same privilege and opportunity to love ourselves. At the end of the day, like most things, self-love is a privilege you know, self-care is a privilege. All of these things that we practice, unless you are born into an environment that gives you that, that information, that understanding, that, that space to be you, a lot of times we're not, we're not experiencing that as children. Um, And I had two parents growing up in my household who both were very confident and driven and motivated and you know, quite frankly, bosses, you know, and, and doing all that they could do to overcome their own barriers of, you know, living in poverty and things like that and want it different for myself and my sisters. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I was still uh, a femme, queer, questioning, you know. I was in in a very um, religious space where I didn't feel like I could always be me and that it wasn't okay to be me or to have certain feelings or thoughts. So you belittle yourself, you know, or you, you hear things from family and friends that it's not okay to be this or to be that. And it chips away at your worth. It chips away at how you value your own life and see yourself, um, as a sacred being. Um, And take care of yourself in that way. Um, Of course, I know that I have privilege. You know, I grew up with two parents. I grew up with, you know, love. I grew up in a space that um, gave me the opportunity to have confidence, but I didn't always have this space to trust myself, or I didn't always know what was the best way to take care of myself. Um, I learned what my parents learned. And if we go back in the history of, African-Americans in this country, we know that we weren't afforded the same opportunities and understanding and even just education. So at the end of the day, um, there's so many reasons and I don't want to (laughs) go, we could be here all day if we talk about all that, but um, through, you know, growing up, going to high school, going to college, those were the moments that really showed me that I cared more about what others thought about me. I cared more about being in a relationship than I did my own needs, desires, um, and, like I said, having my daughter really brought that to, to clear. Like it just brought clarity to it because she looks like me, and I don't want her to ever question, doubt you know, herself to, to always trust and believe that she knows what she needs and to, to be empowered and to honor herself and to make choices that, you know, are self-love choices that are choices that are not because someone else thinks that you should, Um, and I, I know you asked me two other questions, Kevin. So please help me out.
2: <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. I think you know, I kind, you know, I've kind of always evolved. And as I'm listening, I'm thinking, wow, how powerful that is. It really talking a lot about the external environment, how oftentimes that acts as a mirror and can really be impactful on its influence on how we see ourselves. Uh, But pivoting from, as I hear you saying, what was important is that external environment to the internal environment, be able to see that, which is kind of what we could be blind to throughout our lifetime. We just socialize like that. And having parents being that reflection of our internal self and kind of how that's helpful. I begin to think about you know, is there any one thing that you think was most important to you that one person can take away from today, maybe begin to look at their own internal reflection to really empower themselves moving forward? What do you think that would be?
1: So outside of the heart advocate, I'm also the moving beyond depression therapist at Healthy Start Pittsburgh. Um, And I provide cognitive behavioral therapy to prenatal and postpartum moms who are struggling with depression. It's awesome because I struggled with depression prenatally. So I know what, what that experience is like. One of the tools that I use, um, and I don't, I won't take credit for it. It's definitely Judith Beck, um, (laughs) through the Cognitive Behavioral Institute, but I think it's so important. And it also connects to self-love because like I said, awareness and honesty is the first step, and a lot of times when we're talking about going to therapy um, and things like that. That readiness is so important, and it involves this: I'm willing to do anything, and you know, I I'm 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 opening this up, you know, at the very beginning. And you have to be honest, you know, when you go to therapy, you got to tell your therapist what's what's happening. So one of the things that I like to begin with anyone that I work with is what are you doing too much, too little of and not at all? And just getting down to the to the baseline of of being aware and honest of who you are right now here in this moment to call yourself out and to begin to look at what can you be doing now? What can you commit to? What can you take, you know, one step at a time and say, okay, I'm doing too much overthinking how can I challenge that in the moment? How can I begin to slow myself down? How can I begin to pause? Um, and just really picking those things out, um, it, it's a self-love practice, but it's a, it's a coping skill as well. Um, so check-ins and things like that are something that I often do in my workshops and when I'm you know, conducting therapy with someone, because this is intimate work, this is hard work. As Christina Riley would say, and it's very um, personal. And it when someone is saying, "I am ready to to choose myself," um, it it just gives it, it gives them an opportunity to to go in. And I think anyone who is, you know, how do I get started? Start with you, start with asking yourself the tough questions that you probably have been avoiding for some time um so Kevin, I hope that answers
2: it does you know, as I sit here and think about all the great things you're doing, if, if there was one thing you think you could do to step not maybe step it up as a approach choice of words, but to take it to the next level of doing the work you do, what would that be? you think what is what is the need? Oh my goodness
1: i mean i I see retreats and workshops like inside of communities of color that are you know struggling with financial barriers you know just anything that any 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 group that doesn't have access to this to these services you know any any self love therapist self love coach there's there's a cost you know you have to be able to afford to meet with me, and I, at the very beginning of my work, I provided free sessions, which is also why I have a free virtual support group so people have access to me and access to this work if they can't afford it. Um, but being able to be inside of a community, uh, you know, hosting big retreats and you know, uh, self love getaways, so to speak, but allowing people to be scholarshiped in. Is really like the ultimate dream for this work. I just know how powerful it is when we connect collectively. Of course, it's powerful, you know, one on one. But there's something about being in the group space and doing this work. Um, I I have always wanted to um, give back, and I, I do my best you know, here and now, but also being a mother who has to support her child as well. Um, but, but being able to give self-love to people who can't afford it is ultimately the dream.
2: Nice.
0: Is there anything, Taylor, that has surprised you as you've learned about self-love um, that you might want to share with our, our listeners, something surprising you've learned?
1: Hmm. <sighs> That's a really great question. Um, I think what, what continues to surprise me is that you can do the same work over and over again. Um, I know that we live in a microwave society. People want results. Uh, it's one of the biggest struggles as a therapist. People come to you and they're like, fix me. Um, yeah. <laughs> you're not broken, you're not broken, hold on. Let's start there. So um, a lot of times we want results and with with something so intimate, so vast, it's gonna take time. We've been practicing a certain way our whole lives. We've been being taught something from the moment we have been born. Um, And those lessons that we receive from these systems impact how we see ourselves. So over time, we've all been practicing something. So now we're bringing something new to the table with this self-love and it does feel rebellious. It feels, you know, very competing um, in a lot of ways because a lot of this stuff is free, like, you know, like too much, too little, not at all. There's so many little tangible practices that we all can be doing in our lives. Mirror work. Um, There there are things that I talk about on social media all the time that you don't have to spend any money to do. You just got to go into the bathroom and look into the mirror. Um, so it feels rebellious um, in a, in a lot of ways, and I think that it's important that we continue to to talk about it and to continue to to have these conversations and as individuals begin to open it up for themselves, they begin to see that you can keep doing the same things. Um, For example, that check-in that I gave earlier is something that I don't, I used to write it down and answer it for myself, but now I can say it out loud and actually call myself out in the moment. Um, Because self-love is a path of practice and a choice, this journey, we are on until we are no longer here. So we have the opportunity to practice forever. So a lot of the work that I teach and use in therapy, I absolutely am using in my own life because I practice what I preach very much. The non-traditional therapist who believes in storytelling, who believes in not, you know, making it seem like I have never struggled with something. Um, I'm very transparent in that way because I know the the impact that that has, especially on the BIPOC community. Black, Indigenous, and people of color, we storytell. It's how we heal. And if I shut that off, I'm shutting off an opportunity to really show someone um, how, you know, to build that rapport in, in a different way. So, I think it surprises me that you can continue to do the same work and it still be impactful because we're always growing. We're always changing. There's always something that we can be working on. Um, there's always something that can happen that can trigger us. Life doesn't stop just because we found self-love and now we're practicing self-love. So you can keep doing it. You can keep doing this work. And I have a program that I provide that gives you 12 sessions worth of hard work um, based on the path of self-love school um, through my certification. And as long as you have the information, you can do it forever. So it's just, it's, it's very unique in that way.
0: That's very cool. And where can our listeners um, find and others find um, information about your work and about your workshops and about your free virtual support groups and all the great and cool things you're doing?
1: Excuse me. Um, I am definitely um, very active on on Instagram and um, Facebook. Uh, theheartadvocate.com is my website. How you can become a heart advocate is the are the services that I provide. So I have individual self love therapy sessions, and then also the individual program. Um, when it comes to workshops, that is something that I do contracted out. So if a university or a group wants to have me um, conduct a workshop on self care or, or self love, or you know how to really use um, self-love in the BIPOC community. I've talked about many topics, um, even embedding self-love in mental health. Um, I do that. I have not, prior to the pandemic, I was conducting workshops all over the city of Pittsburgh um, in person, but I have not been conducting my own workshops uh, virtually just yet 2021 may bring something different but I'm on social media anything that I'm doing I will be sharing out um, I try to be very active I'm definitely active in my virtual support group um, so yeah theheartadvocate.com always you can email me at theheartadvocate at gmail um, just for inquiry if you wanted to know more but my website is also a blog so there's self-love, mental health, and healing resources on there as well, um, and free self-love uh, worksheets and activities that people can use if they, again, can't afford to necessarily go to therapy or, um, you know, get the, the support that they need.
0: Wonderful. Those all sound like incredible resources, so thank you so much for sharing uh, them with us. and um, for this interview, what you are, are doing as part of, um, just, you know, bringing this kind of care and awareness is, is amazing. So thank you so much for sharing all of that with us today and for continuing, uh, to do what you do. We think it's incredible.
2: Yeah. Thanks. It's awesome work.
1: You Aaron and Kevin, thank you so much.
0: Well, thank you very much to our listeners for joining us this week on the Barrier Breakdown Disrupting Mental Health. As always, you can find out more information about our low-cost continuing education events for uh, behavioral health clinicians at our website, which is www.cbicenterforeducation.com. Additionally, uh, please do follow us on Facebook. CBI Center for Education, as well as Instagram at Cognitive Behavior Institute, where you can find information regarding uh, Taylor's services as well today, as we'll share those with all of our listeners. And you can also find uh, past and future episodes of The Barrier Breakdown, both on Spotify, Podbean, and Apple Podcasts, where we always do appreciate uh, those who like our podcast so that others can also find it. Thank you very much, everyone. Have a safe and healthy week, and we will see you next week on The Barrier Breakdown. Take care. Thanks for listening to The Barrier Breakdown, Disrupting Mental Health Podcast. Check out our website at cbrcenterforeducation.com for more information and to learn about upcoming continuing education events.